Top of the day, everyone. We are on episode 11 of the Hot Garbage Show. I'm your host, Nisha. This is my beautiful best friend and co-host. Buddha badass. Yes, how's your day coming along? Oh, girl, you know, it's another another day. Just got done working. Got done making money. So yeah. I guess that, that'll be fine. Once this starts making me my big bucks, then I, I, I don't know. I'm going to become a bodybuilder or some shit. Just start going to the gym like the rock six hours a day. Oh, that's so wonderful. Yeah, I just want, you know... To have my my girl lusting for me and just you know be telling people it's okay to rub on his chest and, and arm because he's so buff. Oh my gosh, it's you know? it's funny that you said that because my son so he actually started working out and you know all that stuff. He's really into like the health stuff now, and so he's actually starting to get a little six pack now. And it's funny because now he's he used to be the kid that always did the hoodies everywhere he would go. He would wear a hoodie. Now he has his shirt off all the time at home, whether he sleep. And the other day I told him to take the trash out. And that's when it was all stormy and stuff. Tell me why he went outside in the storm with the wind blowing with no shirt on. Because like, those muscles will keep you warm. <laughs> well, I was like, what are you doing? <laughs> you just get used to it. You get used to it. I remember when I was playing football, man, I used to be- almost always have a wife beater on, man. Just always have a yeah. wife beater. Rain, sleet, or snow, wife beater. Because <laughs> I just was like, man, I got the body. And it's, it's funny because, you know, like, it's, it's funny because it's different. From girls to boys is girls can touch on you. Yeah, you know what I yeah. mean. And you and you gotta just kind of like keep your cool or whatever. And they just be like, oh my god, just sitting nice body. They'll come up rub on your arm oh, and yeah. to know you got somebody that you dating whatever. But you, if some, if a girl got a banging body, you can't just come up and rub on her. Oh my gosh, you can't. Like, oh look at those thighs. It looks amazing. <laughs> and just start rubbing all on it. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's a major double standard. It, huh? it is a major double standard. But when you, the better your body got, the more women feel like they could just freely touch you. Yeah, and they just do. They really do. Yeah, they do. Yeah, they do. Man, that's a joy. And I remember, like, I used to be really touchy feely. Like, I feel like I could just like touch on everybody. Like, oh my gosh, you look so great. <laughs> right, but I'm it telling you, you give a guy, especially some guys, you give him the wrong impression. You touch that shoulder too many times, boy, and he go, he go. You have a TP going on, <laughs> and you're gonna be you're gonna be singing those old ass songs. Girl, you know you got it. <laughs> I be so excited. Ooh, how I like it, my like, boy. So you better cut it out. Don't be touching people unless you really trying to be for real, for real. Guys taking it a whole different way. Like she just be rubbing on me, bro. Like she be rubbing. I'm telling you, man. Every time I come over, she be just rubbing my shoulder. Hell hard. <laughs> Hell rubbing on my shoulder. Like, like, oh, shit, yeah, she wants you, bro. She wants that. Oh, my, yeah, that's, and I like how you you guys are always hype men for each other. Like, yeah, she definitely wants you. Bro. Oh, she like, looks at you? Right, yeah. next time when she rubbing your shoulder, just tilt your shoulder back a little bit. Let her rub on that chest a little bit. Let her get some, <laughs> make sure you do some push-ups before that shit, too. Make sure you uh, 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 hit, like, 20 of them bitches. And then just lean back like you just saying something like, oh, yeah, what was that? Like, just lean back like you're talking to the business talking. Just let her accidentally get on that chest muscle. <laughs> <laughs> we do shit like that. Oh my god! Get her used to rubbing other places. That's hilarious. Well, are you ready to get into our case today? Well, I'm always ready, girl. We have a super like this. This case is super long, so we're gonna be here for a while. It wasn't long enough to split it into twos, but it's a lot of information and it's a jam packed, wonderful case. I mean, you gotta buy me popcorn and stuff when you go have me on these long ones. That's all I'm saying. So our alcohol isn't enough. Or some weed or something. I just like to to drink a lot while I do these podcasts. You do like to drink a lot. Yeah, because these podcasts are like. And don't blame it on the podcast. Like well... you be drinking <laughs> every day of the week. I see you, you have a drink. Well, it's you know what I think that um. Like, you know, researching murder a lot, it gets to your head. So you just need to, like, just take the edge off. You take know? the edge. Yeah, I've seen every kind of murder in these this research that is known to man, probably. So what if I watch a Chucky movie? Should I get a drink? Well, no, because he's actually a cute little doll. But he's murdering. Well, yeah, but, I mean... He's... I need to take the edge off. Well, I, Chucky, I don't understand that anyway. You can't take a doll. Like, I do not understand. Like, I cannot see myself getting murdered by a doll. Well, like that's just ridiculous. He catch you with those surprise attacks. You need well, to yeah, he would have to get me in my sleep. Yeah, because I don't. Yeah, he be jumping out of cabinets and shit on motherfuckers. Yeah, that's how he get you. That's how he get. Yeah, he because I'm like what? Like that whole I'm movie. I'm your friend to the end. <laughs> I ripped that doll's ass so many times. I would too. Because you know how I know? Because he had me whooping doll's ass when I was a kid. Any fucking way. Like, uh, <laughs> Like, you know the motion sensor dolls that just yeah. laugh or some shit? I used to fuck them up. Because you were scared? Because of Chucky. Like, nigga, don't you try that shit over here. I'm trying to ask too. You come over here trying that shit with that fuck shit. I'm going to beat this monkey down. Yeah. I used to serve them. I used to serve dolls down. If they had uh, any type of animation. I mean, if they just had the blinking eyes, I'd, I'd serve them. 
<laughs> my sister hated me because I just run in the room sometimes with a, with a broomstick and beat her dolls down. Oh, my gosh. That's <laughs> just, so terrible. Just to let them know, bro. Like, I'm on point and I'm not scared. Yeah. You come over here, you about to get it. <laughs> <laughs> they going to lock my door. I beat them down and then lock my, myself in the room. Because <laughs> <laughs> ah, you'd be scared. Oh, my. That's hilarious. Right? So they just couldn't come back. But they just know, bro. I ain't no punk. <laughs> Well, I'm going to get into it. So in this case, we have five <coughs> We have five suspects, five murderers. Mm. Uh, so I'm going to go over the victims first and who they were. So these this case, I don't know if I said it, but this is the murders of Christopher Newsom and Shannon Christian. Now, Shannon was born April 29th, 1985 in Nagadoshes, Texas. I probably butchered that up. But yeah, yeah I know I probably did. But she lived in Louisiana for a little while, and then she moved to Tennessee with her family in 1997. She graduated high school in 2003, and in 2007, she was a senior at the University of Tennessee. Now, she was majoring in sociology. Christopher Newsom was born September 21st, 1983 in Knoxville, Tennessee. He graduated from Halls High School in 2002, and he was a high school baseball player, and he was, like, really talented on the baseball field. But he opted not to go to college because he wanted to get into trades instead. Mm. Now, Chris and Shannon both lived at home with their parents, and they had been dating for about two months. But both sides of their family said that they were already in love and they were planning a future together. Now, on January 7th, 2007, this is when everything went wrong in their life. Chris and Shannon had plans to go to a friend's party that night. So Shannon had stayed at her best friend's place in... Um, in some apartments and she was waiting for Chris to come over because he had been playing golf all day with his best friend. Now her best friend ended up going to the party and Shannon just stayed, you know, at the house waiting for him. Now Chris ended up showing up and they got ready. They left for the party together. Now Shannon was in her Toyota SUV and Chris was going to follow behind her in his car to the party. <clears throat> now he leaned in the window to give her a kiss and as he, you know, leans in and everything, they got attacked by two men with a gun. So at that point, they are forced in a vehicle and they're driven to a house on Chipman Street. Now, this house on Chipman Street is basically like a horror house for them. Okay. They were they both got blindfolded. And it was around, this happened at around 1030 that night. So at around 1230 a.m., the people that kidnapped them forced Shannon to call her parents to tell them that she would be late. So she ended up talking to her dad, you know, and she, you know, she had to act like nothing was wrong. Otherwise, she was scared that she was going to be murdered. Right. Now, Chris Newsom's body was found the next day after the abduction by some railroad tracks. The forensic evidence showed that he had been raped in the final hours of his life. Wow. Yeah, he was forced to walk barefoot on the railroad tracks. He was shot in his neck and his back with a twenty-two caliber pistol. The final shot was in the back of his head, and that's what killed him. He had been gagged with a sock. His ankles had been bound with his belt. His hands were bound behind his back. His face was wrapped in a bandana. His head was covered with a sweatshirt and made tight with a shoestring. And his whole body was wrapped up in a comforter when they found him. They had also doused his body in gasoline and set him on fire. Jesus. Yeah, it was horrific. It was just horrible. Now, Chris, Christopher was sodomized with an object. He had also been raped by a person as well. So through further investigation, they believed that the rape had happened at the house and that Shannon was forced to watch him be raped. Now, also, oh, yeah. yeah, so the police think, so Chris, he was killed hours after the, abdu the abduction. So they killed him very fast. Now, Shannon was a different story. They kept her tied up and they held her captive at the house. She was tied up and held captive for days. Now, this house was rented by a, name, a man named Lamericus Davison. This is suspect Lamericus number one. Lamericus Davison. Davison, yes. This was his house oh, on Chipman damn. Street. Yeah. So, he's suspect number one and he is the ringleader of all of this. I mean, this is the white people's worst nightmare right here. Oh for some odd reason, a group of black people just jump on your attack and rape both of y'all. Not just one of y'all, yeah. rape both of y'all. And this is crazy because this is literally what really happened to them. So this is like their worst nightmare come true. Yeah, this is the worst nightmare. Mm. Rape you both and then kill you. Mm. 
Like, yeah. for no apparent damn reason. Yeah, this is no, this was supposed to be a carjacking. This was not a carjacking. They just went wild on these people. Yeah, this is why people cross the street when they see me. This yeah. is what I'm saying. Oh. Stuff like this. I didn't even think about that. Yeah, oh, they're like, he could be one of those. You never know yeah. about them. They're crazy. I didn't even think about that. And this was so random. Now, Shannon was repeatedly attacked. She was raped over and over again uh, for a period of days. She had multiple blows to her head. Um, she was, she had, you know, strips of fabric. Uh, she was like gags with strips of, of um, fabric from bedding. Uh, she had injuries to her vagina. She had injuries to her anus. She had injuries to her mouth, according to the medical examiner. They poured bleach down her throat because they was trying to get their DNA off of them. They oh, scrubbed wow. her body with the bleach. And this is after they had beat her and cut her. So she must have been burning. This was all before she died. And they put a plastic body a bag around her body and they stuffed her in the trash container in their kitchen. And... She was alive when all this happened. What killed her was smothering. So she actually smothered to death in that plastic bag. Now, Shannon's now Shannon's abandoned car was found on January 8th. And this, okay, we're getting to the stupidest part of the crime because this is the stupidest. This is, there's two stupidest things. There's a lot of stupidest things. But they found an envelope inside the car, and in the on the envelope there was a fingerprint belonging to Lamericus Davison. So this is what got them all caught up. Now, why the hell? I don't know what was in the envelope. It didn't say what was in the envelope. I don't know why the hell you would leave a piece of evidence in the freaking victim's car with your fingerprint on it. That I mean, just... you can't see your fingerprint. It's but not I... like CSI was this big brown mark on this piece of paper. Well, yeah, but, but you know, anything you touch has your fingerprint on it. I mean, like, of course they knew that. That's why they was watching Bleach off of this yeah. person. But you do all that and then you uh, leave a damn envelope with. A- I don't. Yeah, an envelope must have fell out of his pocket or something. Oh, it sounded like it was like uh, I wouldn't say write a letter, but probably gonna pay a bill or something. Oh like that. my gosh! And usually a good amount of people keep money in an envelope. That is so ridiculous. <sighs> now through this fingerprint, they found out that he had lived at the house at twenty three sixteen Chipman Street, which was which was only a few minutes away from where they found the car in the first place. So now the police went to the address on that Tuesday and they found at that time that the house was unoccupied and they found Mm -hmm. Shannon's body in the kitchen. They found, remember, they had stuffed her in a trash can Mm. and she smothered to death. Stupid. Mm -hmm. Why would you put the body in your own trash can? I I heard people throwing the body outside, but this was in your own trash can in your kitchen. I mean, I got to hit a motivation to have you decide you're going to be raping a man and a woman, but raping a man in your house and taking them and killing them. Like, who yeah. talked you into this? Yeah, yeah you're going to see this. This case is wild. Like, I was just like, this is like, insane. What was y'all motivation? And this is just two random people you just decided to, to yeah. kill and fuck on? It was just two random people. It was insane. <clears throat> So now they had a lot of law enforcement enforcement personnel working the case and it didn't take long till all five suspects were rounded up. You know, they got caught. The the body was found in the trash bag. You know, they just had a lot of evidence. Now they used the suspects phones and the victims phones to basically track the locations. And so Lamericus Davison, he was of course the first one. He was the ringleader of all this. He was 25 years old. He was arrested when he finally came back home. So I guess at that point, he didn't know the police was on to him because at that time when they came in, it was unoccupied. He came home, he was arrested. He had just completed a five-year sentence about five months prior for carjacking and robbery. So he came home from like a dead work and just came back to the dead girl in the, in his house. Like she must have been smelling by then. Right. That, well, I mean, yeah, he just came home. I, and that was my other thing because she was going to be stanking and stuff. So were they just going to live in the house with the body in the kitchen? I was confused by this part. Right. Did because, you have any method of, demo, of disposal? Of that's what part? I want to know too because it's like, and I think it's stupid to even throw it in a dumpster that's anywhere by your house but you put it in the kitchen like did you use like a glade trash bag like what did you he use used, he must have thought he was using some high quality he did not use the walmart brand oh, he, he spent extra money on a trash bag he thought was gonna work oh hell no what if it was like that scented trash bag you know how they have the scented trash bags now did you think that was gonna i only cover rock the fucking... scented trash bags yeah, but did you think that was gonna cover the smell of uh man he, he must that's what i'm saying is he must have believed it he must have <laughs> believed that that's what was going on that's ridiculous. 
Because, uh, wow, wow. Because you're just coming home one yeah, day. Yeah, you're just coming home. And then... From work or something? What was he working at a tire shop? I know he doesn't and... even work. He actually sells dope. So he is a dope dealer as well. They found, so he did admit that he's a dope dealer. That's what he does for work with a long rap sheet. And so he must have came from somewhere. Like, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I got to definitely hear that motivation. Because, wow, this gets even more and more like, wow. You're right. Now, he had also been a suspect in several robberies leading up to the abduction of Shannon and Chris as well. Now, a few days before these crimes occurred, and this is where we're going to get into the other suspect, his brother, Latavis Cobbins, came to Knoxville from Kentucky to stay with him. This is his little brother. He also brought his best friend named George Thomas. Now, and also his brother had a girlfriend named Vanessa Coleman. A so, woman came with them. Yeah, a woman okay. came with them. So now you have those four living. There's uh there's uh Lamericus, there's Latavis, there's George, and then there's Vanessa as well. So the four of them are living together, and they also had another best friend who did not live with them. His name was Eric Boyd. He would just be at the house, but he didn't live there. Okay. Now the now none of them had any kind of jobs. Uh now Vanessa Coleman was the only one that they said came from like a loving family, didn't reach out to them for any kind of help or anything. She was kind of, you know, on her own. Now Lamericus, it was stated that Lamericus started kind of becoming irritated by his brother and his guests living in the house, you know, that he thought they were freeloaders, you know, so he was kind of getting tired of them being there. Now Latavis, his brother, was twenty four years old, so he was a year younger than Lamericus. Okay. And um and his friend George so him and his friend George, they was arrested in Lebanon, Kentucky a few days after the murders. So they had actually, after the murders, they went to Kentucky. So Lamericus was arrested because he came back home. And then those two were arrested. They had went to Kentucky, like after the murders. They kind of like fled. So they got rounded up. Now, Latelvis was charged. Fast forward to this. What the heck? So, yeah. so they found him as suspect because you know it's obviously in his house he comes home and he tells he tells them who everybody was that was in his house yeah i'm get yeah i'm getting used to that so okay, yeah so, yeah, so has, i'm like it's happening fast yeah so like, remember how? yeah they find yeah so they find the um the envelope that's how america's got caught up because he's already in the system from his fingerprints mm-hmm. so they catch him up when he's coming back home and then you know the other two immediately when they get in they all start turning on each other so that's how they found out that his brother and his brother's best friend was involved. But they had ran to Kentucky, so they was kind of on the run from all this after all this happened. Okay. They found them and rounded them up. Vanessa Coleman was implicated in it as well, so she was the last one to kind of be rounded up. She was the last one because then they found Eric Boyd as well, so Eric Boyd got rounded up. So we have five people in custody right now, and they're getting questioned about all of this. Okay. Yeah, the, but it, the, it, They're it, in custody because it, initially... It, it, yeah, Lamarcus. Lamarcus. Lamarcus mm-hmm. towed on everybody. Yep, towed on everybody. Yep. Okay. And once they're all in custody, they're all going to turn on each other. They're all going to point fingers at each other. They're all going to blame each other for everything that happened. So we'll see this. This is going to really unfold, and it's going to be crazy and wild. Oh wow. Yeah. So now. Apologize for cussing earlier. No, that's fine. Uh, no, this is crazy. No, Latelvis, the brother, the younger brother, actually, when he was waiting for his trial, he was actually charged with assaulting a correctional officer. Another stupid part, you're already waiting in jail for some murders, and then you assault a correctional officer. So, yeah, that was just a little side note. These are the kind of people we're dealing with. Now, Latelvis also had a long record, which included a 2003 robbery in New York, and also 34-year-old Eric Boyd, he had been arrested for carjacking before. Now, the first three, Latelvis, George, and Lamarcus, they were count, they were charged with 46 counts, including first-degree murder. And so they had the most charges because there was the most evidence against what Lamarcus. Did, what did they get 46 counts of? So it was sexual. It was so long I didn't list all of them, but <laughs> it was, it was first-degree murder. It was sexual assault, premeditated murder, robbery and it was it's weird because when they did all the counts it's like sexual assault but they'll say sexual assault in this degree and then there's another sexual assault so some of these are the same thing but they just put 46 counts because i'm like it. yeah if you do first degree murder isn't that premeditated murder yeah that's premeditated yeah, so murder why are you giving first degree murder and premeditated murder well you got you got first degree murder and then 
they also put like assault premed is premeditated assault like and i and i'm learning by doing all these part of these um research for this podcast that all these charges is the same thing but they put them in like different categories so you could end up getting i saw somebody that had like 55 counts good god that's yeah they'll charge you out the ass for certain things <laughs> now now and this is what makes it even crazier because i remember i said so we're, we're gonna go over vanessa coleman's charges in a minute but the first three, which was Latelvis, Lamericus, and George, they were the ones charged with 46 counts, including first-degree murder, and they were indicted on that, but they had state charges. Now, Eric Boyd was the only one that was, he was only indicted for being an accessory because they couldn't prove that he had anything to do with the rapes, the murders, or anything, but he was charged with accessory after the fact because I guess, you know, Lamericus, he helped him for a little while, like, kind of hide out and everything before he went home. So he was charged with that as well as um, the car theft. But Eric Boyd was only charged with federal charges. So he's going to get the least amount of time, but it's going to come back, if that makes sense. Oh, okay. I got to hear because you're going to say why they got indicted? Yeah. Okay, yeah, okay. I'm about to say all of that. Yeah, you said, but they were indicted. I'm like, what? Yeah, they were. They were indicted. Now, Vanessa Coleman and the girlfriend, you know, Latava's girlfriend, Vanessa Coleman, was only 18 years old at this time. And she was taken into uh, custody. She was arrested um, last. Now, like I said, all five of these people, they started turning on each other. Uh, now, Eric Boyd, he was the only one that had federal charges. And he told the authorities that Lamericus had told him all about the details. He had said, you know, he had nothing to do with it, but Lamericus told him what he had did to them. Now, Latavis and George said that it was Eric Boyd who did all the rapes and murders. George admitted to his role only in the carjacking. That's all he said was he carjacked. And that's that's the um, typical thing that criminals do is they'll admit to the lesser thing they did, but they're not going to take the murder charge because they think that the police is going to be like, well, you know, if he can admit to carjacking, there's no way he did the murder because he would definitely say he did the murder too. And that never works. So never do that. Okay. That's just, Yeah. People have done it. It doesn't work. It actually makes you look more suspicious. Oh. Now, George said that it was mostly Latelvis and Lamericus who did everything. All the suspects pled not guilty. Now, early on in this process, there was problems finding impartial jurors in Knoxville, Tennessee, because they pulled over 300 potential jurors. 95% of them said they knew the case because this was all over the news. This was, you couldn't even go anywhere or pick up a newspaper without hearing about this case. Mm. And 66% of them said they already had their minds made up for a guilty verdict. So it was really hard to get even jurors on this case. Now the jurors for these trials ended up being bussed in from other counties in Tennessee. And so Eric Boyd is the first one to stand the char trial. So he was the one, remember I said he had the lesser charges. He was just charged with, um, after the fact, um, accessory after the fact and the carjacking. He had federal charges. Now they didn't have a lot of forensic proof to tie Eric to Chris's body, but also remember Chris's body was burnt so bad that there was barely any evidence that could really be lifted off of him. So they did a lot of the evidence on Shannon's body. But again, Eric didn't have that many, you know, he didn't have that much on him. So when he went to trial, he was found guilty of these. He received 18 years in prison for this. And that was just for that. Now, the trials of Lamericus, Latelvis, Vanessa, and George, those were the state ones. And this is where we get all the information. Now, that, this is where I go over that the fact that the two victims were white and the five defendants were African-American it caused an uproar. I mean, there were riots. White supremacists came out. They were protesting against black people because of this. And it was just really I mean, bad. I kind of understand in the whole sense. Yeah. Especially people doing Black Lives Matter and all mm -hmm. this stuff. And they feel like they, you know, are getting kind of backseated. And I don't see black people doing it the right way. I'm going to be mm -hmm. honest with that. I feel like some of them are being petty. Mm -hmm. And treating white people the way that they felt like they was being treated. And that's not what we should do. You don't. You know, an eye for an eye just makes blind people. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Well, so, there was also, like, protesters that was protesting against them, too. I, I, yeah, that's was, what I'm yeah. saying. And I feel like, that's what I'm saying, is sometimes I feel like the, the Black Lives Matter and people be standing behind some, some things that don't need to be stood behind. Nobody need to be standing behind those people. Yeah, like... You don't need to be saying that they lives matter and, you know, give them a chance and all that shit. Come on now. These are known going criminals and he's coming from selling some dope deal, some drugs and going back to the house where he took care of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this was just horrible. 
right? And yeah, like come on, don't 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 say that that's our community, man. That's that's not good. Yeah, because they're definitely not a reflection on everybody at all, you right. know. Uh, and then also, so they were protesting, they were rioting, they were vandalizing. So downtown Tennessee was tore up because of that. And so basically there was more than 200 Knoxville police officers and a hundred County federal agents to guard the protest. It, it got that bad. Now, the next person I went to trial was Latelvis Cobbins. He was the younger brother of Lamericus. So he took the stand. Remember what I was saying? I think what episode it was, you're never supposed to take the stand. His attorney told him not to take the stand. And he took the stand. And so this is what yeah, happened. You told me that before. I've yeah. never heard that before. Yeah. I've only watched courts through movies and stuff. Yeah. But apparently don't take that don't stand. Don't take the stand. Whether you're guilty or innocent, do not take the stand. <coughs> you know, and he, so he went against the oh, advice. Yeah. So he went against the advice of his counsel and he took the stand he stated that the carjacking was done by his brother, Lamericus, and Eric Boyd. He stated that he was too scared of his brother to let Shannon go from the house. And he said all he did was drive Eric Boyd's car following the carjacking. He said, and he he said, this is what he said he told his brother. He said, you got all of us involved in this man. You tripped him. You know what? We finna go. We ain't got nothing to do with this. We just finna go. And he said, we ain't going to tell on you, man. You're going to end up getting caught by yourself. So we finna go. He just kept saying, we're finna go. You know what I mean? And he said that his brother then pulled his gun out of his pocket and told him that nobody is going anywhere and you're going to help me with what I'm doing. So he said that Lamericus threatened to shoot all of them if they didn't go along with, you know, everything that was going on. So he then said that the victim asked him, like the victim, Shannon, asked him, why were they doing this? And he told her that it's not me. He said he doesn't have anything to do with this. He said, we are all been held here against our will, just like you are. The only thing difference is that you're tied up and we're not. So he said, that's what he told her. She then asked Latelvis if, if he could convince his brother to let her go. And he told her that he would try. And then she said, please, I'll do anything. I'll even give you oral sex. So then at that point, she gave him oral sex. And when he said this in the courtroom, her dad was in the courtroom. He stood up. He called him a liar and everything like that. And, and this is why you don't take the stand because this really, this testimony that he did went against him horribly because the prosecutor tore this apart and said, okay, so you're saying that your brother was forcing you to do this. You were held captive. You had nothing to do with any of this. So why would you let her perform oral sex on you knowing that you had no ability to get her out of this? So you see how she poked holes at everything he said? Oh, give him oral sex. Yeah, that's what, so. And he took it. He took it. That's what he said on the stand. He said that he was Shannon like, hey, was like, you yeah. you suck me up and I'll convince my brother. Yeah. Because I'm a good guy. Exactly. But, but he oh. contradicted himself because he just got through saying, my brother is like, I have no control over it. So how can you, if she sucks your dick, like, you know what I mean? Like, how can you let her go? So that got tore apart on the stand. That made him look worse. This is why you don't take the stand because then you don't know, but you're incriminating your own self. So his whole thing was just a, his whole testimony was a big hypocrisy at that point. Okay. So from his trial, he received a life sentence without parole. Now, Lamericus Davidson... Oh, we got to the end of that one. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah, for he received life in prison without no parole because we're going to get to Lamericus Davidson's trial. Lamericus Davidson was the ringleader of the trial. He was the one that... He was the one that... Um, the house was in his name. He was the one that was coming home. And he said that... He lied and said that Shannon and Chris came to his house to buy drugs. And it was a drug deal gone bad. That was his story about it. Oh, yeah, so so they didn't give you the money, so you raped him, <laughs> man. And which is completely wasn't true. All the evidence pointed against that. And I mean, I heard that happened in the gang movies. Yeah, I mean, it happens. You don't happens. get that money, you get raped. I haven't since I, I haven't watched <laughs> that movie, but I'm just <laughs> like so. The most evidence was against Lamericus, obviously, because he was the ringleader. They found Shannon's debit card in the house with Davison's fingerprint. Here we go with the fingerprints again. He just likes to touch everything. He's the one that always has his fingerprints on. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the twenty-two caliber bullets that was used to kill Chris Newsom also belonged to him. And so, because of all this evidence that was against him, he was given the death penalty. So, out of the five of them, he was the only one that was given death because he was the ringleader. His fingerprints was on everything. 
He's the one that can be tied to it the most. Yeah, he was the one that can be tied to it. So now already we have him with death, his brother with life with no parole, Eric Boyd, 18 years in federal prison. Now we get to George Thomas' trial, which was Latalva's best friend. George Thomas was the friend that was basically, he claimed that he, during this night, he overheard the brothers arguing over a plan to steal a car. He said Eric Boyd showed up to the house later and he said, George said that he got so tired he just went to sleep on the couch. And he said when he woke up, the three guys was gone. This is his story. He said the next thing he knew, Shannon and Chris was being brought in the house blindfolded. And so his whole thing was, I was just asleep. I didn't know anything that happened. You know, they left, they came back. I don't know anything about that. Now, he was saying, and, and they did monitor like one of his jail phone calls that happened before his trial. And he was on the phone talking to somebody unknown. And he was, and she was like, well, why didn't you say anything? Like, why didn't you try to like get them help or anything? He was like, that ain't none of my business. He was mm. like, whatever was going on, that ain't none of my business. I was asleep. I woke up. They came back. You know what I mean? And that was it. I had nothing to do with it. That was his story. The jury did not believe him. He was sentenced to life without parole. Uh, he basically now, now Vanessa Coleman went on trial last and she also stated that she was a victim. She was Latelva's girlfriend and she was saying that she could not stop the trial. She was saying Lamerica, I mean, stop the crimes. She said Lamerica has threatened him with a gun, you know, said that, you know, he was going to shoot everybody. And basically the thing that was against her the most was that she actually ended up cooking breakfast every morning. Like she was cooking for her man and the friends. I'm talking about, she was cooking like biscuits, sausage, grits, eggs. So she didn't take part in any of the crimes, but she was in the house and she didn't try to stop the crimes either. She would just get up in the morning and cook the, the men breakfast every morning. So that really was held against her a lot in court. And her attorney said that she did try to leave the house and she told them that she was going to call the police, but she was threatened with the gun. So she couldn't do anything. And, you know, she admitted that she did go ahead and serve breakfast and the prosecutors tore that part too. Like, why would you be serving breakfast to these men that's literally raping and killing these people? You know, raping and killing people. Right. Yeah. Um, and so, and that's one thing about her, like, I think out of all of them, I'm like, okay, like I'm looking at her the most and I'm like, you know, she was probably fearful. She was, she had to have been fearful. I mean, you have all these men, first of all, you're outnumbered. You're the only women with like four men, you know, one of them is your boyfriend, you know, you don't know like what's going on. And so, yeah, like you're making breakfast and everything. So I personally don't think she should have had to give up her whole life for that, you know, cause you'll see that she was sentenced as well. Um, so they did, they did basically throw out all the evidence against her for the, the crimes against Chris Newsom. They did say she had nothing to do with the Chris Newsom one. So she did not get convicted to that for that. Um, but she was, they convicted her of being a facilitator of the crimes against Shannon. They said that, um, they said that they knew that she did not kill her. So in court, it was shown that she did not kill her. But she was there because she was there at the time of the crime. She received 53 years. Damn. So, yeah. And so that's what I was saying. I was like, yeah, for her, like her sentencing, I feel like was really off. Yeah. Yeah. No, it was no, like, she's one of the people that, I, you know, that, okay, yours is way more the plausibility of this story. It doesn't show any evidence that's saying anything against what you're saying. Yeah. Um, no. Yeah. But if one guy can get 18 doggone years and he sounds like, and two people are saying in their story that he's involved with yeah. completely, you know, Mr. Couch Guy and even the main dude, um, then it's like, come on, man. Like, uh, yeah. Like, come on. Like, he's getting 18. How'd she get 50? And, well, and that's my thing, too, because, like, they all turn against each other, but it, none of them said she had anything to do with it. If that's the case, they would have, they, because they all said what everybody's involvement was. Nobody said she had anything to do right. with it. Right. Nobody's story put hers as a, as a corroborator in any of this in any way that it showed that she sexually assaulted yeah. anybody or had vagina juice nowhere. So, <clears throat> like, come on. Yeah. That's extreme for being a person that's in a house where they just killed a woman and yeah. raped her multiple freaking times. And raped her boyfriend too. Yeah. And killed his butt. And what you about to what walk out there and be like, I'm just gonna go get us some toast. I'll right. be right back. They'll be like, bitch, please. Like, I'm gonna be in here with the in the trash bag next to her. Right. 
That's my and she was only eighteen. That's why oh, I was yeah. like, and you're young too. Like yeah, you not. Oh you're my, not... yeah, just for being there. I mean, that's yeah. I didn't agree with that at all. I have to say. Yeah, no, that that was extreme. That's extreme. Now Richard Baumgartner, he was the judge in the four state trials. Now he was caught in a, tr- a scandal. So some of these people had to be retried, and this is what happened. Oh wow! So he was using his authority to obtain to obtain drugs for people from people that came in his courtroom. So he was on drugs. He was taking pills, Xanax, all that. He came out and admitted that he had a major drug problem. Wow! Now he did get st- he got disbarred. He was sentenced to a two year suspended sentence, but he was allowed to keep his pension. But he had to step down as being a judge because of this. Well, he resigned. So when he stepped down, he had not yet affirmed the verdict in any of the state cases. So the new judge that came, John Blackwood, decided that the four defendants should get new trials. And not, and not Eric, because Eric has nothing to do with this because he's a federal. But so, and then the judge, he did admit that he was intoxicated during the trial. So. Wow. Mm-hmm. I mean. I have to give him some points for the fact that he came out and admitted it himself, or did he get caught? Did he come out and admit it? No, he was he was caught. He he was investigated, and then he did just admit to it afterwards, and he just said that he was high during most of these trials. I so, mean, I'll give him points for that. Yeah, on some real, that's embarrassing. Oh, is that your cat? Where's where is he? I was wondering where he was. In the house. I hope he's not out here with all this. Oh, I no. saw somebody else's cat. Okay, I was like, "Where's Tomo?" <laughs> Sorry, a Buddha's cat just came in here. It's so cute. I think he came in here. I hear his voice, but I can't <laughs> find him. So, in June 2012, a new judge by the name of Walter Cruz took over. Now, he did deny retrials for the two brothers because of the extensive evidence that was against them. But George Thomas and Vanessa Coleman received new trials. So, in the new trial, Vanessa Coleman was sentenced to 35 years instead of 53. Okay. Because she got lesser charges. But that's still wild. Yeah, it is still wild. And then George Thomas received life with parole after 51 years. So, at first he had life with no parole. Now he has life. He can get parole after 51 years. The U.S. Supreme Court denied everybody's appeals. And Vanessa Coleman has actually come up for parole several times. And they keep denying her. They keep denying her parole. Well, wow, that's messed up. Yeah, it is. And, you know, um, it's crazy because for these parole cases, I, it depends on how you do in prison. I don't know, like, what her prison is, her prison life is. But I know for a fact that a lot of times the victim's family will come to your parole here and they say, no, I don't think this person should get out. And that has a heavy bearing on whether you get out or not. So I don't know if that's the case on if their families is coming and saying, hey, no, I don't want her to have parole. But, yeah, I don't know why she keeps, like, kind of getting denied. But, yeah, she's been getting denied. And she's supposed to come up again for parole. So, yeah. yeah. It's 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 tough because what I see on the latter end, like, I, do I think everybody was involved? No. Do no. I think it was more than one person? Yes. Yeah. It was definitely uh, the brothers. I definitely feel like the brothers did a lot of it. Right. With everybody just talking about it being back and forth, it actually is something where the courts was just like, well, we're just going to make you, we're just going to give you all a hell of time. Yeah. So whoever did it is going to serve time. Yeah. It was kind of seemed like they just did a, a, a breaststroke on them. Mm-hmm. And that makes it where some of it's fair and some of it's not. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because of the fact that it's, the, I, I just feel like hers is too too excessive for the fact that it just it's, it's just it points too much of her not being yeah. involved like that. Like, At all. I don't know if you would sleep the whole time on the couch, guy. And yeah. If you go get some of that sweet nookie. I don't know. What right. That's what that... Now, his story sounds far-fetched because, I mean, you would sleep the whole time. Right. Like, yeah, that's just... And this other guy drawing guns on you, and then you're like, yeah, you know what I can do uh, while he got a gun to my head? Is you can give me some head. Yeah. And like, nah, like it's, it's some of those, <laughs> just like, it's like, okay, man, these are a little extra. Yeah. So I can see them saying, like, since we don't know, and y'all keep all saying it's somebody else, then we just going to slap y'all. Yeah, and that's why it makes it so scary, like, even being in the room at the time of something horrible happening. And that's what we just covered in the last case, just being the core. Like you have to keep yourself out of these situations. I don't know how, but the company you keep, I don't know, but that's scary because you could just be there. That's and what they do say about it. the company you keep. Yes. That's something that my mother used to tell me very young. And I think a preacher used to say it too. 
and he was and he explained it to me about and that's why I did become aware of it because he was like it's not trying to tell you in a biblical way of saying like oh you're gonna become bad or mm-hmm. you can't you know fight the, the the different personalities and the personalities will clash eventually but no there's some things that because they're this way and they're doing these things man they got stuff coming to them oh yeah and yeah. with when then with if somebody like let's say you if, if somebody says they're a crip and they're you know a real hard crip I don't I don't really follow the gangs hella tough because I'm just like I, I I feel like it gets too much mm-hmm. too quick on something that is really just too small and taking advantage of people that really want to have a family yeah um but when if this somebody says they're a crip and they got funk with these crip people and you around them but you your favorite team is the Dallas Cowboys yeah you see what I'm saying it yeah. can be just something coincidental like that yeah where yeah. if they see them if they see you all they thinking is Crips yeah and so you getting shot yeah you know what I mean and you don't know how deep your friend is in it he don't, you don't know if he just went and offended somebody you don't know if he went and just robbed the blood and talked smack yeah you don't know what he's doing in his life yeah you don't know so you could be literally at the wrong place at the wrong time with him when he gets pops or you know anything right and that's what I'm saying and that's what I would explain to, to, to me where that's why you watch the company that you keep yeah because they're living that life now yeah. if you decide that you're gonna spin it in and you're gonna be acknowledged as being part of that you by default is gonna be looked at as trying to be in that life yeah absolutely yeah I completely agree and this case is a prime example of that yeah now you remember Eric Boyd the one that only got 18 years because he had federal which was odd. I still don't understand how that all happened, but yes. Well, they have been saying for a long time, the courts have been saying that they do feel like he was more involved in the rapes and murders than he let on. However, they just did not have the evidence against him to show. Now, what happened was they actually did a deal with George Thomas, who agreed to testify against him for a 50-year sentence instead of, because I think at one point he was going to be life with parole after 51 years. Well, they dropped it down. So he had 127 years. That's what it was. He was he had parole after 51 years. Now they agreed to give him only a 50 year sentence. So he probably would get parole like after like 25, 25 years, years or something. Or something yeah. yeah, if he know, testified. Yeah, yeah, if he testified against Eric Boyd. So what happened was he actually testified against Eric Boyd, and now Eric Boyd went to trial again, and he was actually resentenced. So he was resentenced to two life sentences and an additional 90 years. So in 2000, so this was in 2019, they retried him again. So he has federal and state charges now. So he thought he was getting out. He was actually supposed to get out in October of 2022, but he actually, because of this, he now was charged with the murders as well. So he don't have 18 years anymore. He's going to never get out. The judge, when he sentenced him, called him an unrepentant lifelong criminal and he said that basically he was just disgusting when he sentenced him. And the house that this all happened at was demol- demolished in 2008. I mean... So, so, yeah. Can you imagine thinking you only have 18 years and then you get retried? I mean... Dang. I think he definitely should have. I, yeah. I can't imagine even getting the 18. Yeah. Um, but I don't know why... Dang, they threw the book at him. Did they just decide he was the ringleader at that point? They didn't they decide... Just make an example of him. Well, no, because the ringleader, Lamerica's got the death sentence. So they... Oh, yeah. right, right. So Latalvis and now Eric, they both have life sentences. They're not getting out. George has a chance of getting out now in 25 years. And Vanessa, she's supposed to get out, but I don't know. They're going to keep denying her appeals, but or her parole hearing. And so... The, this case is crazy because there really wasn't a motive behind it. The whole motive was at first carjacking, but it seems like they got those people back to the house. They kidnapped them and they just went wild on them. They I became, was waiting for that to come about, like if anybody's yeah. story or anything, or at least you tell me or yeah. something. What was the motive? Like what started it all? Well, that you guys decided to like. Well, did, did anybody ever find out what the truth was? No, nobody ever found out. That's what makes this case so crazy. Is there was no actual motive besides the carjacking, but Lamerica's, you know, was violent, and he just decided they just decided that they wanted to rape and kill somebody that night, and that's what they did. 
that's why I thought that this case was so interesting, you know, because at first they said the motive was to carjack it and it wasn't because you could have carjacked those people. You had guns. You didn't have to kill them and kidnap them. They right. would have gladly gave you the car and you could have been on about your way. Instead, you chose Damn. to kill them, rape them, burn them. Well, he, they burnt Chris, which was excessive. And, you know, I think they were just violent, horrible human beings. Man. And I mean, Wow. And I think that, you know, because a lot of times there is a That's what lot keeps of, leaving me with that. I'm going to have to come up with a new word, though. Yeah, no, it's, I mean, it is wow, because this is, I think this is the first case we've done where there hasn't been an actual motive behind it. They just did it for no reason. We're going to do a lot more like this, but I think that I wanted to start off with this one. You know okay. what I mean? Because there, that's, this is what makes you see, like, there's really sometimes no motive. You just go out there and you're like, I just want to kill somebody there. I just, you know, want to do this. That's, That's what how I you got feel out. sometimes? You just no, I way. don't. No, I'm not saying no. No, I would never commit a crime like this. This is just terrible. Mm, okay. <clears throat> but maybe, and I see why scientists now are testing people, because, I mean, it makes me question, like, man, what will push somebody mm-hmm. to do that? Like, yeah. I'm even, I mean, I'm not a person that's, you know... A believer of saying that a person that's out here dealing drugs is completely horrible because I, I feel like a good amount of them aren't even violent people but then yeah what makes a person violent once you do decide to go that way is what makes yeah you like okay wow what, what yeah and I don't know you know because America's was a drug dealer but like you said like just because you're a drug dealer that doesn't mean you're violent you know you just you're making money like yeah so yeah I don't know like a lot of people just have violent tendencies I, you know I have no idea right. you know what really I know that they said and I'll go over I forgot um there's a, a three a, what do they call it I'll have to get more information on it. But basically, if you have these characteristics as a kid, you're more likely to be a serial killer. One of them is um, hurting animals and killing animals. If you were ever a child that liked to just like torture animals, that's one of them. If you were a child, I think wetting the bed was one of them. And gosh, I forgot. Oh, head injuries. Some Why kids... is wetting the bed one of them? Well, I... I know some people that's wet bed into their adulthood. Oh, see, I don't, see, I don't know if that. So don't quote me on that. I'll have it next week. But there's three things that means, and this isn't set in stone that you're a serial killer. But if your child has any of these tendencies, you want to look at that. Head injuries is another one of them. If they was dropped on their head as a baby, like it damages their frontal lobe. You know what I mean? So those are things that you want to like, kind of look for. And I, I want to see if wetting the bed is one of them. I don't know. Or if anybody knows, please email me. Cause, but I'm going to look it up. But I know there's three things. Yeah, that's an interesting one right yeah. there. I don't know about that one. They call but... it, I think, the tripod three or something like that. But yeah, there's three things. And it's really interesting. We'll actually get into it, I think, actually when we go into next week's case, which is Jeffrey Dahmer. He was doing all three as a child. I don't know. He was curtain, don't... He was curtain critters pissing in the bed I, and I, dropped I, multiple times all the way until he was like 12. Well, I don't. Every I know for a fact he was hurting like animals. Dropping. Yeah. So we're that. This is going to go into our next case, which is Jeffrey Dahmer. So that gives me a reason. I have to look this up. So was you saying he was hurting animals? That's what you do now. Oh my gosh! Yeah, that's so horrible. Can you imagine somebody hurting animals? Yeah, we call them chefs. Oh, what the <laughs> hell is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, I can't with you. Ah. Oh. You and your meat-eating tendencies man, just makes me I, so freaking mad. I love me some fried chicken. I don't care what nobody say. I want chicken and White <laughs> Castle burgers. Those uh, are the ones. I haven't had the last time I went to Vegas. I I did I didn't stop by White Castle, but I, I should have went. Uh, you don't because it is like cocaine. On yeah. The bun. <laughs> uh, I think I've had them once. I, I could eat like twenty burgers by myself, man. Yeah, I don't even like, I don't know if I eat it in one sitting, but I'm sure I'm not gonna share them with nobody. <laughs> so, are they like McDonald's burgers? Can they sit forever and not? Uh, no, but they're just uh, delicious. Oh, I gotta go there. I don't remember. They're, they're, they're like small, too. They oh, I think they're in the grocery stores, huh? Yeah, yeah. Like at the actual place, they sell them to you for like 75 cents. What? Yes, like it's insane. Oh, we might Woo! get those and freeze them for the apocalypse. <laughs> I'm telling, they ain't going to make it to the apocalypse because <laughs> I'm going to be in there. <laughs> Wait, was that when you were telling me that we we're going to have a white burger party or something like that? What a happened? White Castle's bus. That's what I want to yeah, do. Yeah, what happened to that? Yeah, and um. That's that's something that we that I wouldn't allow to get big money on my taxes. Is it is it hella expensive to get a White Castle bus? 
Because I was taking a party bus yeah, to the, White Castle. Yeah. So you talk about it's going to have to be a bus that's driving like to L.A. or yeah. to Vegas or something like that. Yeah. Like to, uh, you know, it has to be, that's like a good 300 mile drive on a bus. Yeah. That so would be Is there going to be a stripper pole too? Yes. Okay. And bumping music. Okay. But that I don't sounds know if like a plan. strippers, <laughs> but it's going to be my friends. Just acting silly. You're going to have your friends on the stripper pole? That's what that's what makes the fun. <laughs> That's what makes it fun. There's not gonna be strippers there. It's gonna be uh, my friends. I'm just, just Why can't there be strippers there? Uh, I'm not a stripper guy. I mean, I guess I can. I guess I could think about some strippers. Now we just make it even more expensive. I want the strippers there. Uh, of course you do. Yeah, of I'm course not. You do. I'm not getting on the stripper pole. I want the strippers there. That's just, that's not as fun. She knows what she's doing. She's gonna get on there and do some type of professional type of shit. She's gonna make sometimes us have a good night. Sometimes strippers be on the pole doing so much that I'm not even like looking at it sexually. I'm like, this is talent. <laughs> it like, is. My it is. God, talent. I can't even it, do this shit. Like, whoa. I, yeah, it is talent. Yeah, it's yeah. like seriously talent. I'm not even thinking of sex no more. Yeah. <laughs> it's like watching somebody play basketball. Like at some point, you're not even thinking of sex anymore. Like even though they are gorgeous ass women that be playing basketball, yeah. But you see him jump in the air, see her jump in the air, see him jump in the air and dunk. Yeah. You're not thinking of sex right then. You're like, wow. Is that Michael Jordan? I know, dude. I'm so short. I just I can't even reach the basketball. I don't know how people jump up and do that. Right. So it becomes like <laughs> something that it's like a spectacle now that yeah. you're watching. So that's why you know the pros ain't as fun. Yeah. The, the fun is seeing my drunk friend up there trying to do this on a bus <laughs> and work this stripper pole. <laughs> oh, I feel it now. <laughs> well, oh, I can't wait for next week. Are you ready for Jeffrey Dahmer next week? Uh, I am ready to support your excitement, man. I can't yeah. wait to see you sit here and have a murder crush going on. This a- this episode is going to be so packed. So Jeffrey Dahmer will be two episodes. And then we're going to do Christopher Scarby- Scarver, which is the guy that killed him. So basically for three weeks, we're going to have Jeffrey Dahmer, all Jeffrey Dahmer. And let you know the passion of Jeffrey's lifestyle. Yeah. Yeah. In the meantime, um, make sure, well, you guys could watch the Netflix show on um, Netflix it's called Monster that one's actually really good and I think there's a few documentaries about him out there so I we don't have to tell you about it because they're not paying us yeah (laughs) right (laughs) in the meantime please though make sure you go to the discussion group on Facebook Hot Garbage True Crime Edition also follow us on Instagram at Hot Garbage Show and send us a Gmail at Hot Garbage News and take care watch your back out there